Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Let's fucking do it, everyone. Let's just do it. I'm ready. I'm not mad about it. By Brother Date. What we got? We're doing it. On July 24th, Shannon writes, At Brother Date, I saw the Harry Potter play a couple of years ago. The story was meh, but the magic and special effects were really amazing. My butt was very sore after five and a half hours in tiny, uncomfortable Victorian seats, but hopefully Judah will be in a more modern theater. Oh, why is it so long? Uh, yeah, they got a lot to say. That's too, that's too long. You're, are you going to, is it, is that the thing you're seeing? Yeah, it's two parts. So (sighs) it's like, and the way we're doing it is part one is like at one and part two is at six or something. So you have a little bit of time to like get out and walk, walk around. Yeah, stretch it out. Because, oof, that seems like a day. That's a whole day. Uh, it's at the Koran in San Francisco, which is not... I don't know, I haven't been there since my sixth grade class trip to see Les Mis. Oh, lucky. Fifth grade? Lucky. I think it was fifth grade that I did drama class. Lucky. But uh, that was in the year of our Lord 1990 or something like that, so mm. I don't imagine... You know, if it hasn't been modernized since then, it's it's probably not great. Man, that's just so fucking long. Um, Marjan keeps saying we need to watch some of the old uh, musical theater that we haven't that we haven't seen yet, and she keeps saying we what, we have. What does she mean? Watch it? Well, because she either in person or even a movie version would probably do, and she keeps saying we have to watch Oklahoma. But not only have I never been interested in Oklahoma, but like we watched uh, like a quick preview video of the of the old movie version. And there was a lady in there. Well, I'll just do my impression. I'm just a girl who can't say no. (laughs) And I thought, oh, she's playing a kind of person you can't play anymore. And not only that, it sounds like they're going to take sexual advantage of her. But it'll be a good time in Oklahoma. Wait, is that is that what that song is? <laughs> I mean, she can't say no, dude. She can't. She says yes to the boys. Wow. And, uh, and the, the way that lady was playing it, it made me go, oh, she's what they back then. In the, and those times, they would have called slow. <laughs> If they were being very nice. You know, or they're just the dumb kid. But now we have a different perspective. And I'm like, well, I don't think I can watch that. I don't think I want to watch that one. I thought it was just going to be boring, but... Seems like it'll be pretty offensive. Plus, there's a Persian dude in it. In the story of the play Oklahoma? Uh-huh, there's a Persian salesman of some sort. I think he sells, like, um, ladies' intimate wear. 
Okay. And uh, he's going to definitely be scapegoated. So I'm just not into the whole thing. I don't want to see Oklahoma. Anybody who has seen it, tell me about it. Tell me if it's worth seeing because it doesn't seem like it is. Ali Hakim, a Persian peddler. Yeah, by the way, they missed. They got the Ali part right. <laughs> Hakim, not so much. No, there yeah. ain't no Persians walking around out there named Ali Hakim. Yeah. Uh, I can't say no. Uh, it's not. I swear to God, this lady was putting on a real R performance and you can't do it. Hate to see it. Can't do that. Oh. Uh, she describes to her friend Lori the attention she's now receiving from men since she filled out. Uh huh. And her inability to say no to their advances. Uh huh. She can't do it. She doesn't know how. Uh, it's t- t- very taxing on her brain. It's all an awful, awful dialect, huh? <laughs> That's right. Jesus. So anyway, after watching that quick little uh, fucking teaser, I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it." I'm not going to watch that. Her, char- her character is described as a flirtatious, gullible young woman. Gu- gullible. That's another word they might have used. It's not good. Well, well uh, why did she think you need to go back and review the old musicals of the past? I was going to say, this is uh, probably a musical about a particular point in time. That was horrible. So, like, I don't need to see that. There's like, uh, they showed some people that were, they were trying to lynch some people. I mean, they were white, but you know what I mean. Like they were, tr- they like had them all cornered, and they were trying to like set them on fire or beat them to death or something. But I bet it again. I bet it ends really well. But it's a good happy ending. Does she? Do you have to see the Music Man? Do you have to? Don't see... name any. She's gonna okay. want to see them. Okay, I'm just trying to think of what uh, Campbell Middle School put on <laughs> while I was there. Uh, Katie and I did go to see. The presentation, high school, guys and dolls. Ooh. When uh, when our friend Krista was doing the programs for it or something, I forget. Oh what the well, deal then was. yay. Yeah, yay. Uh, we saw a high school musical. Did they did they do an okay job? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, gangstery as hell for sure. Marjan and I went to one at Westmont when we were at Westmont as seniors, but we left halfway through. Because it wasn't so very good. I feel like you chose wisely. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. It might have been a make up They might have done a make up or something. It wasn't good. Oh, man. I cannot... I cannot imagine anyone... Ooh, anyone at Westmont writing a musical. <laughs> what it would have been like. Including whoever the drama teacher was. Who threw that tampon at the club? <laughs> Would that this desk were a time desk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine the drama teacher at Westmont writing. <sighs> Dean Dangerous. Desk were a time desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, dude, just keep this in mind. I'm just a girl who stop can't it. say no. Stop it. <laughs> That's what I saw on screen. Maybe you should go. You know how they're always doing opera at a movie theater. Yes, yeah, one of those. You know how when you go events. to the movies, they're like, "Come see a Phantom Events." <laughs> We're doing La Boheme or whatever. I mean, you should just go to those. Yeah, that's probably better. That's. Uh, I've thought about going to some of those. But bring a lot of hard candies and loudly unwrap them. <laughs> or do the one we used to do when 
when me and my friends would go to see a movie, which is count our gummy bears very loudly and then keep losing track and having to start <laughs> over. Because <laughs> we were shits. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, on the 24th, you sent in a gif of a kid in uh, an Oakland A's t-shirt. Uh, and we don't see where this ball is coming from, but the assumption is that he got an Oakland A to throw it to he him. He did indeed. Uh, it must have been in Houston, right? Is Everyone it. else is wearing Astros gear. Yeah, it's in Houston. Then when he has the ball, he takes off his Oakland t-shirt and spikes it into the ground, and he's got an Astros t-shirt under it, <laughs> and it's a very good Dude, gift. You have to respect uh, that kid is the worst, and I want to punch him repeatedly, but you have to respect the power of that move. That's a powerful move. <laughs> That's an incredible move. The way he slams the A's shirt down on the ground. Like, fuck these guys. I'm not with them. Uh, Here's what's wild about this idea. Mm. That A shirt costs more than a baseball. Oh, sure. Those baseballs are hella cheap. Also, it's just a baseball that was thrown to him by an A's player. So not not even an Astros player. Right. Yeah, there's a very weird fan culture about obtaining a... A foul ball or or what like a home run ball or a batting practice home run ball it, it holds right. strange currency oh yeah a grown man will knock a kid over mm-hmm. to get to a foul ball or whatever so i've never really understood what that's about there's like the guys who design the little the little buckets with the with the doors on the bottom so <laughs> the baseball will go in but won't come back out and they like walk around getting foul balls and you're like what are you gonna do with those like, yeah. they're just, ba- what are you going to do? They're baseballs. It's not a big deal. Baseballs are cheap and widely available. Like, that's not Barry Bonds' record home run ball or anything. You're not going to eBay that. That's just like a, a ball that Matt Chapman threw to you from third base or whatever. That's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, but like, when am I going to get down to big five? You can get him at Target. <laughs> that's right. You can get him anywhere. You can get him at Walmart. And unless you're playing Major League Baseball, does it really matter if you got a Major League Baseball official game ball? Like, does no, it matter? I've had, I mean, I, they're no different. Yeah. They're really not any different. You can buy a league baseball yeah. at Target. It's the same thing. I mean, okay. Are they going to be better than a souvenir baseball from the Field of Dreams? Probably. <laughs> yes. Because that came <laughs> that apart baseball, the first time it was ever batted. <laughs> that baseball did not stand up to being hit with the Mount Rushmore souvenir bat. It turns out that one was not a game ball. Don't use the game ball. Don't use the souvenir balls from Field of Dreams, not game balls. But, if I mean, otherwise, what difference does it make? You can use any old damn ball. Like, I would have understood if the holographic cover didn't stand up real well, mm-hmm. but the whole ball got soft, so, like... First hit, dude. First hit, that thing just went, nah. No. Nah. I'm gonna be a different shape now. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be almost two balls. Two, two balls connected together. How about we go back to the dead ball era? That's right. I'm taking you back, guys. We're going on a journey to when Shula's Joe, Shula's Joe played. You remember that? Like in the movie. Hey, I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's 88 degrees in my office right now. Nice. And uh, my eyes are burning from sweat. It's just pouring in. <laughs> Yo, well, you got to um, Mac and row it. Why aren't you Mac and I should. It? I should Mac and row. Well, for it's a standard headband. For one thing, that's official show wardrobe. That's true. That's a podcast uniform. Do I have to, do I have to get a perm, too? Yeah, I mean, so obviously you have to grow. My hair's not curly. you got to grow your hair enough to get a real good perm going. Uh, we're 10 minutes into this and my eyes are burning. Well, you're going to have to soldier through it. Oh, I'm gonna. Um, I ain't no quitter. Yeah, but if you haven't seen the that 
that gave up that little kid, that little shit, that little Houston shit. Yeah, people should see oh, yeah, it because yeah, it you is. You gotta amazing. check that out. It's an amazing strategy that that nets him absolutely nothing. It nets him a, a foul ball or whatever. I mean, it's a great gift that he will be glad. He'll be glad that he had it. Yeah, you know, when he's an adult and he can say, "Hey, that was me fucking dunking that A shirt." The way you were glad when you got that ball after Travis Buck hit it off your face, and then they yep. came and gave you a ball. Yeah, probably not the same ball, by the way. No, they probably that ball bounced very far away from you, right? That pitching coach felt so sorry for a grown adult. <laughs> I was twenty six. I know. I think. I think one of mom's coworkers said that man like, oh, next Jesus, to you. Give that. Give that enormous man a ball. <laughs> he took it right in the kisser. He must. I'm sure they. I'm sure he thought I swallowed five or six teeth. That's uh, that's the reason instant replay was invented, so you could see things like that over and over again. Oh, I got a pretty good round of applause mm-hmm. because it appeared as though I had caught the ball at first. Yes, the initial applause. Then when they showed the replay, it was the universal groan. Yep. Throughout the stadium. On the twenty fourth, Shannon writes at brother date. In the Picard trailer, I decided that Data looked messed up because he got all broken and they couldn't put him back together quite the same way. <laughs> Specifically in the face area. Could that work? I don't really know the story. <laughs> well, here's the good he news. He did get broken. Nobody knows, nobody knows what happened in between the end of Nemesis and the beginning of this show. Like, I guess they could start right away with, uh, yep, I'll always be grateful that the B4 carried my <laughs> memories until you guys were able to retrieve my body from the crushed up Romulan ship. Yep. But I imagine that he'll just do something where he's like, uh, as all of my friends have been aging, I've been modifying my physical appearance, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the explanation because... I mean, or alternately, they could just say nothing and we'll just have to pretend. Pretend that his face looks like season one data, even though by season seven right. data, it already looked different. That's right. As did every other actor on the show, but he... But he's a robot. He didn't have a excuse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they shouldn't have made him a robot. In fact, wouldn't that have changed everything? It would have made the show so much better if Data just wasn't a robot. Because all of our what, least favorite a parts... a super genius from some planet? All of our least favorite parts of the show are that he's a robot. Because they, they, ruin, they ruin it over and over again by talking about how he can't use contractions and he doesn't have emotions and he doesn't know what any words are. And he can't kill yeah. until he does. And he can't lie yeah, until mean, he does. Here's the problem. We saw a good robot last week. Mm. Yeah, lol, right. And it's like, is the problem that he's a robot or is the problem that it's Brent Spiner? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know. What if they'd made him like a regular person with a with a cybo brain, like Lobot? Yeah, he should have been a Lobot of some type. They should have made him a Lobot. It might have been a little bit better on everybody. Uh, I don't know. Is there an STO make him up for what happened to Data and the B four? I always ask you about the STOs because they got they had to make up everything after that. Uh, neither of them has appeared in it yet. Okay. There is a weird cutscene at the end of a recent event where. You take Sela prisoner. Okay. And then someone in a yellow uniform, maybe Data, puts the famous hologram of Tasha Yar on her desk in her little prison cell. To say, are we finally going to talk about this? I mean, it's it's kind of an episode where she is 
dealing with her feelings about her mom and they find Tashiyar's actual gravesite and things like that. So she must be pretty old by that, this the, point. The suggestion is that it's probably data. She must be pretty old by this point. Are we, uh, he should put it down and say, look, we, uh, we ain't been talking about this for like three, four decades or whatever. Are we going to talk about this? We should talk about this. Yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, I knew your mom, think, and she was not old enough to have a daughter your age, and I'm confused. She went back to 40, 43. Yeah. 2343. And then at some point she had Sela. Yeah, but Data don't know any of that. And it's 2410. Right. In STO. So she's pretty old now. So Sela is probably at least 60. Yeah. But she's half Romulan? I don't know. I don't know how old the Ramos live. I know there's one black Romulan. That's how much I know about Romulans. <laughs> you remember him. I do. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still have not seen the Picard trailer. Either of them. Yeah, I would avoid it. It made me very depressed. I'll just, I'll deal with it when it comes. Let somebody else watch it first. Yeah, I'll see what Burned has to say about it. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. A lot of his website updates are about how he's in poor health, and so he can't update the site as much anymore. And it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> fucking Burned is going through some hard fucking times. That's rough. Yeah. Um, On the 24th, Ben writes at Brother Date, uh, Lucas plus Hollywood equals sci-fi magic. Mm. Lucas only equals unrestrained fever dream crap. Yeah. And Hollywood only equals adequate but formulaic. Uh, would you describe anything that happened in the prequels as being like a fever dream? Because I would describe it as oddly boring. Yeah, I was going to say, not nearly weird enough to be a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, a lot, uh, like pod races that were fucking 40 minutes too long. Or, um, mm-hmm. Again, him famously talking about how much shit they can fit onto the screen now, and then, like, yeah, every single scene having just so many bug guys or uh, or clones. And you're like, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of them. Good job, buddy. Or him saying, um, finally, we're going to get to see what we've always wanted. We're finally going to get to see the little guy bust out that lightsaber. He tested that. Everyone's always wanted to see that little guy buzzed out a lightsaber. No, <laughs> like literally, no one ever thought about that. If they did, they're like, huh? Maybe he was a good soldier. I don't know, eight hundred years ago or something. That's pretty cool. Oh well. The we- the weird hermit who tries to steal Luke's energy bar <laughs> a- and hits R two D two a bunch with his stick. He was absolutely one hundred percent a muppet, and it made me angry that he wasn't a muppet anymore. I want to see that guy do mad kick flips. <laughs> Just like, yeah, do like fucking 50 spins in the air. Uh, I think the problem with Ben's take is that Star Wars itself is highly formulaic. It's just that the formula is cereals. Right. Like 1940s cereals. And blue milk. Um, And blue milk. Uh, And then. I don't know. What did I know you didn't like The Last Jedi and we've never we've never done a deep dive on it. Would you have described that as formulaic? Probably I would have. Mm. I mean, like... My main problems with it were the wildly unnecessary plot down on the the planet or whatever. With the 
the casino? Was it a casino? What was it, a racetrack? Yeah, yeah, they did go to visit. Well, I think there was a racetrack there also. And it was just like nothing that happened there made any difference in the film. It was just one long diversion. It was just so that there was a kid down there and like now the kid likes the Jedi's. I don't know. Like, I was just like, wow, well, that was a a lot of that movie took place down there and I, nothing happened. Um, yeah. I don't remember much about that movie. I remember there was the part up in space where the guy who's the best pilot in the galaxy was a real dickwad the whole time. And I was like, he's supposed to be a good guy, right? Why is he such a dickwad? And then what's her name? Carrie Fisher got blown out into space. But she's got Jedi powers that, I guess, allow her to survive in space. And magic her way back and in. And magic her way all the way back in. Uncon- seemingly unconscious. And, uh, yeah, and then they were down there trying to infiltrate that high society planet. Because, fuck, I guess, fuck, fuck the rich big business guys, I guess, is what was happening down there. Yeah, because they, what they needed was to get... Uh, computer hacker oh yeah and he was doing a double cross maybe who time could will tell help them he was doing a lando like he betrays them in the end but like who knows what'll happen in the next movie especially because it's going back to a different director again yeah anyway so they could get on board with a so they could bring a computer hacker on board the big ship and turn off their ability to track them through hyperspace, but then it took so long that it didn't matter. I, I forget. Uh, the one the one lady admiral uh, sacrificed herself so that the very very last of them could escape. Could go down to the salt planet. Go down to the salt planet where the salt battle happens, and Luke brushes and off his all shoulders. The Pokemon's could leave lead them to a <laughs> uh, hole in the wall that they could get out of. You got it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't amazed by what was happening. On the 24th, Ben wrote, "Uh, UK-US relations? We've got so much bullshit here in the US, we're paying even less attention to the rest of the world than normal. I mean, that probably is true. basically snafu. Yeah, that probably is true. We probably are paying less attention because... Jesus, it's hard to go a day without some nonsense. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to live in this country right now. Yeah. They shot up the dang garlic festival. I know. I think there's been two mass shootings since then. At least two. Sorry. There may have been some I didn't really catch. Yeah. I don't really. I've been working. I don't really know what happened today. There could have been four or five more. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The garlic. Yeah. Fucking people just trying to enjoy 105 degree weather and garlic ice cream and shit. Yeah. Just trying to eat garlic ice cream in 100 degree weather. And I can't even do that. Can't even do that. Listen to dads play white dads play blues music <laughs> that's right that's right yeah uh yeah so i yeah i think it's probably is true we're probably not paying that that much attention to what's going on but it's just the parallels between the two that keep it's easy to pay attention to the uk because it's so much like what's happening here with their dummy oh god i mean it really is when when are uh, we gonna when when does the cabin presidency start when do, when do we when do we go to the cabin? I don't know if you remember we had an episode called the cabin presidency where we talked about how the only thing you can do is to move to a cabin and just forget yes. about the rest of the world. Yeah, the problem is we should have done it already, yeah. like long ago. Yep. 
Uh, on August 2nd, Shannon wrote in, at Brother Date, have you ever seen a picture of the child actor who played Alexander Roshenko without his makeup on? It is surprising. I have not, but now I'm going to Which one do you think she met? Oh, yeah, the little one or the big one or the bigger one? She probably met Brian Bonsall, right? He was, like, the main one. The one who, like, was, he wanted to play with the Corbin Gilgos or whatever. Yeah, he was Gilgos. He was the one who lied about the, the dinosaur toy. Right. He was in it for seven episodes. Uh, bon, bon, Bonsall. Let me see. Da, da, da. Is it really distressing? It's taking me a while to get to him. I am. Uh, I mean, could she mean John Paul Stewer? Stewer? I don't know how that's pronounced. Hey, James Sloyan doesn't count. I mean, he does count. Oh, is she talking about this guy's neck tattoo? I don't know. She didn't really specify if she means now or when he was a kid. Well, this bone saw guy, he does look pretty messed up. He's got, like, a double pierced lip and a crazy neck tattoo. Yeah, I mean, he's got some shit. Yeah, when he was a kid, he looked like a kid. Yeah. I don't know what kids look like, but... Oof. Let me see if she means the other one, the one who's dead. Oh, Jesus, that's right. Yeah, one of them did die. Dang. Being Alexander's hard. But I've often heard uh, that. Being an Alexander is very hard. I mean, he's had he's had a lot of bad hairdo. What's that? Over what's, the which one is he? John Paul Stewer. S-T-E-U-E-R. Paul. Stewer. There's a, there's a couple where he has uh, almost uh, Centauri hair. <laughs> I can see that. Wow, that's a that's wild that he did that. And on his desk in this picture is a little Alexander head and a picture of Kalar, which I assume he's also in, but it's not in frame. <laughs> so it's just a picture of Kalar. Like this is my this is what I consider my real mom. Oh yeah, I I do suspect that he's on the right hand side of that picture frame. <laughs> yeah, but you're right in that picture. He's got some Centauri hair going on. But like the real old school no nobility of the Centauri. Yeah. Oh, he's part of the Shadow Cabinet. He's not now. He's, yes, for sure. He's not like um, the the new Emperor Cartagia who wears it short because it's trendy. He's not like that. Was that a good show? Babylon Five. Only one yeah. way to find out. Come up I with come up so with some now. crazy metrics that don't make any sense and judge it harshly. That's the only way to know. And then to do it against um, Battlestar Galactica. I always forget what the science... Stargate SG-1. Stargate SG-1. I always forget what the other sci-fi ones we're going to do are. Sequest DSV. (laughs) And time tracks. That probably doesn't doesn't last long enough. Well, also, good luck finding time tracks. I think you can watch it on YouTube. I don't don't know. Honestly, I haven't seen Sequest DSV up anywhere either. (laughs) But it's got Darwin, and we know there's dolphins on TNG. We know that. Yeah, we know. We never see them. No, we don't. Or and no one at any point says, "Hey, there's whales on this ship." Dude, fucking thank God we never have to see the dolphins. You think they would have handled that well? Woof. Oh, do you think they would have been portrayed insensitively? Yes, it would have been real racist against dolphins. You know that. Been like, stop it. <laughs> <sighs> 
Uh, on the second, Ryan wrote in at Brother Date. I know you have a hot soup on this. Now, I assume that that is some kind of autocorrect nightmare. <laughs> that he types hot soup so much that it, it when he tried to type hot take. Do you mean soup? You must mean soup. His phone was just like, nah, He's he wanted to say a hot soup. But from now on, that's what you call it. Uh, fan who hit 96 on Stadium Radar Gun signs MLB contract. Any guess with which team, Matthew? Yeah, well, a team that's desperate because they don't have any money, the Oakland A's. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a little misleading. It was not an MLB contract. It was very much a minor league contract. Uh, it's also misleading because he had previously talked to the A's about joining the organization on a minor league contract. But it was, it's true that then there was a viral video of him hitting 96 on the fan radar gun thing yeah i think at a rockies game and then uh yeah and then the a's came back to him and and signed him to that minor league deal i wonder how accurate those are i've always wondered that i assume that they juice them up yeah right so that it feels like you're throwing real hard that's what i would assume too so that's why although i will say that i have thrown against those a couple of times like at the giants game and uh it needed more juicing (laughs) i still felt bad (laughs) like huh 59 all right. Oh, man. Uh, hmm. I should try underhand. <laughs> it's a more natural motion. That's what they always say. Uh, that's what they say. Yeah, that's true. We did sign a guy who threw hard on a radar gun in a viral video. It is kind of like a Disney movie, but um, except in the Disney movie, The Rookie, starring... We've been through this. His name is... um. And then remember the time that I said he was the guy from Signs, and it was not, because the guy from Signs is Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, thank you. Man, I got a real Dennis Quaid blind spot, and I don't feel that bad about it. But, uh, because then he would throw against, like, a a highway patrol radar. That's what he did. And it said said 88, and he's like, I don't have it anymore. And he walked past the radar gun, and, like, it, it, like, pixelated into a 9. It was like, 98. And it's like, (laughs) oh, if only he'd kept looking, he would have seen he can throw 98 still. He's still got it, but he doesn't know. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I didn't see that one. (laughs) And, by the way, I never remember anything that we say or do on this show. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But I do do remember how disappointed you were it's it was a, that it was that it was mel gibson yeah well, that's a problem one i mean he's always a problem but two why did i think it wasn't him because as soon as you said mel gibson i went no actually that was mel gibson <laughs> well, in that movie well hang well hang <laughs> on a second what's wrong with my brain uh i couldn't I, did i say mel gibson first or did i start with joaquin phoenix no you started with mel gibson as okay. soon as i said signs i was like you know he was the guy in signs you were like, Mel Gibson. And I went, no, yes, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I have a Dennis Quaid blind spot. Um, oddly, not a Randy Quaid blind spot. I remember him. Uh, no, you remember him in... Independence Day. Independence Day, ID4. ID4, right? <laughs> Am I wrong about that? No, I think you got that one right. Marjan always says she saw that in the theater with her dad. Oh, boy. Could have been. Was that like 96? When was that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw that in the theater. I think I only seen that on like a TV. I've only seen it once. It's got uh, it's got old Spiner in it, doesn't it? 
Yeah, some kind of scientist. He's a, he's a scientist in that. Who cares about that, dude? It's got Bill Pullman playing yeah. President Bill Pullman, as he should be. Man, imagine if our real president was Bill Pullman. I'd take it. That's fucking. Um, that would be a great fucking day. I just, I mean, I would be constantly saying, do some Spaceballs lines. <laughs> Even if everything he said was just either from Independence Day or Spaceballs, if all his speeches were lifted directly from those films, I would still be okay Say with we're going to make a shitload of money on my new budget. I'm not just doing it for the money. And then the crowd would get real excited because they knew it was coming. We're doing, doing it for a shitload of money. And everyone would be like, woohoo! He did it. I miss John Candy. He should have been. Vicky. That's right. Yeah. Rest in power, John Candy. How long has he been dead? Po- Polka King of... Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's been dead a long time. Been a while. He was Uncle uh, Buck. <laughs> Among other fantastic roles, he was... He was Canadian Uncle Bacon. Buck. That was the guy's Since name, right? That was the name of the character in Canadian I think Bacon. so. Um, he was... Uh, Wagons East, of course. Yep, Wagons, Wagons East. He, he was also Second City comedy troupe. Second City TV. March 4th, 1994. Oh, God. Was the day he died. I was nine. Katie's 10th birthday. Was, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, he was on SCTV. Okay. Uh, you haven't mentioned our favorite role of his, of course. Armed and Dangerous. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do- Dooley? His name Does Detective name Dooley his... or something? Lieutenant Dooley? Je- what was he? Officer Dooley? Uh, well, here's the fun thing about the movie Armed. Oh, there it is. Yeah, don't. I was going to say it doesn't appear to have rated <laughs> on his Wikipedia page, but no, no, no. It's, it's there. How could uh, it Yeah, not? Frank Dooley. Ah, yeah. He um he didn't have most of the good lines, but he had some good broad physical comedy that I enjoyed. Like when he bit that dog. <laughs> oh, I forgot that he bit that I mean, dog. He also cold he also punches the shit out of a dog, which is pretty funny. But when he bites the dog, that's pretty great. Because that's not CGI, folks. The movie the creators of the movie Armed and Dangerous didn't have the money to CGI those dogs. He just grabs hey. that dog by the snout and gives it a bite. Can I read you some things from the production section of the Armed and Dangerous Wikipedia? That's what I envisioned when we started this podcast. The uh, And you mean in, in 2016 or whatever? Yes. The project was developed by Harold Ramis as a vehicle for Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. I mean, I can see that. Because it ended up with uh, John Candy and uh, what's his name? Um, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. John, Handy, John Candy and Tom Hanks were cast. Oh! But Hanks dropped out. Well, I don't blame him. recommended Eugene Levy. I don't blame him, but that's such a different character. Eugene Levy was already old and sad by that time. Yeah, he was already most of the way to dad in America. Yeah, he was, he was real close. That's such a different character with Tom Hanks. He's like a real straight man in that one. Eugene Levy cannot possibly pull up straight man. He's too wienery. <laughs> oh, that's so... Ah, I don't want to see that. But I don't want to... No, no, never mind. I don't want to change it. Did you know he's the only actor to have appeared in all eight of the American Pie films? I certainly did not know there were eight of them. Uh, which eight? Which eight are they counting? Oh, are there some that are not canon? Are there some American Pies that didn't make the cut? Uh, his most recent... Okay. Okay, so he's an American reunion. Hey, they haven't had a crack at these American Pie movies in like seven years, apparently. Thank God. 
He was in American Pie Presents The Book of Love. That's direct to DVD. That must be, yep. American Pie Presents uh, Beta House. Don't remember that. The Naked Mile. Nope. Band Camp. I mean, that makes sense. American Wedding. I don't think I remember American Pie 2 and American Pie. Jesus, they really did make a lot of those fucking things. Was that one kid in it? That one, I mean, I guess he was a guy. Was that one guy in it the whole time? Uh, He was in the main sequence ones. The ones that were not American Pie Presents. Was Stifler in all eight? Oh, you already told me he was the only one who was in all eight. We know that that, uh, Eugene was the only one. I saw American Pie. Uh Uh-huh. That might be the I was going to say, I think I've seen that too, but I I definitely have not seen any of the other ones. And I saw the scene in Scary Movie 3 or whatever when the woman gets jizz blasted to the ceiling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's American Pie. <laughs> that's This counts, right? I've seen two American Pies now? Yeah, I think I've seen two of them. Okay, well, that's good. Man, um, uh, the guy who has the, uh, the best line in uh, Armed and Dangerous is Meg Ryan's dad in the movie, who says that the world is a shithole filled with shitty little scumbags <laughs> who are scared, who are scared shitless. shitless. I've taken that. That's my whole life. That's the, my philosophy of living on this planet. Well, that's your back tattoo. That's right. Uh, John Candy has the good broad, com- again, broad physical comedy scene where he gets trapped in the sauna, or he, he, he keeps Eugene Levy in the sauna so that he can spy on the bad guys. Oh, yes. They, they do some drag, of course. There's some drag. Uh, someone gets poked in the butthole while they're looking at a map. Because they're wearing that's assless chaps or whatever. Assless chaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. some good, there's some great stuff in that one. There's the scene where the the drunk, rowdy kids throw beer on him and he slashes their tires. Uh, yeah, that's right at the end, though. That's at the end when he's on his final mission. When he he gears up and takes out that huge gun and goes, uh, goes yeah, out that, after. Yeah, that 50 cal. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic film. Holds up entirely. I support it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? Because I'm guessing some of that drag stuff ain't good. Uh, it couldn't have been more than five years, and I don't know why you're questioning me on this. I said it holds up, so it holds up. <laughs> Meg Ryan right. is great. She's America's sweetheart. It's a great, great film. There's the guy uh, who plays... What's his, his last name's Little. What's his name? T- Tony Little? Something Little. Who plays the big muscly man in the gym. Oh, remember, I know which guy oh, you're talking Oh, by the way, about. remember they get in a fight with the muscle ladies at the gym. Oh, yeah. That's also really good. <laughs> uh, they but him biting that too. dog. Yeah, but him biting the dog is pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, everyone watch that. That's your homework. Watch Armed and Dangerous. Yeah, go watch Armed and Dangerous. That's, uh, that's going to be worth your time. Matt, that's the end of the mailbag. What? Yeah, that's all the mail. I was having fun, though. That's all the mail there was to bag For this once, week. I was enjoying the mailbag. Our uh, some of our normal correspondents are on vacation right now. I think that that's uh, putting a dent in it. Is, uh, did Barry save up all of those Star Treks? And is that what he's doing now? Yeah, one presumes. <laughs> he kept saying he was going to do it, and we kept trying to warn him not to do it. It just seems like a wild, bad plane ride. I'd be so like confused, if, like lightheaded. So bad. It's a bad scene. Um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even been up to anything either, so I don't have anything to add. Is that it? Are we done with the pod? Uh, I mean, we could we could check in on all kinds of stuff. Okay. We could we could talk about the Haps. Our boy, uh, Mr. Gay himself. Oh yeah, Purple Bikini. Put out put out a new song, Purple Bikini. 
it's real bad. I don't particularly want to play it. <laughs> you should play it. Uh, you should play Purple Bikini. Uh, purple Come on. Bikini. Where's he going to get this kind of press? That's a good point. Poor Gary. You know, it's like... Uh, this is a comeback for him. So Everybody, we talk about the show Running Man a lot. Gary was on Running Man for like eight, fucking seven or eight dang years. He's my very favorite character. It hurts me every time I watch the show a little bit that he's not on it anymore. And I've been watching his YouTube channel and it makes me very sad because it seems like he's living a real aimless existence and has no idea what he wants to do with his life. And he seems hella depressed. And so when I saw it, when Judah told me he released a song the other day, I think on August 2nd, I was like, just over the moon. And it's got his signature, well, bad singing and bad English pronunciation, and I support it 100%. Well, let's have a little bit of purple bikini then. Let's do after it. After this Red Lobster ad, I'm sure. Oh, right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now in between when i in between when i spotted that on august 2nd and now they have added english subtitles oh thank god because you know he's got the dirtiest lyrics so i can tell you for sure that he says even flies are hesitant before you oh well that's poetic everyone always says that he's uh he's great with the words the other running men always said that uh, yeah, the theme of the first half seems to be why did we used to live so busy? Everything is perfect now. Oh, but I think he protests too much. I think so too, because again, he—I seen him. He looks sad. Um, but that's like a a perfect summer jam. Just good times, <laughs> good times being had by all. Um, purple bikini girl, you're my Marilyn Monroe. Oh, good. Uh, well, we have a theory that he can, you can put any track behind a Gary rap because he cares so little about the beat and what is happening. And I think that still holds up in this one. Shall we have one from his classic period for contrast? Sure. Which would you play? You know which one. Can't. Can't break can't a, can't break, break up girl, can't break away boy or the other way around. I can't remember. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. It's the Monday Couple theme song. It is not. How dare you? It's not. It's not the song they play for Monday Couple. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Always looking. Can never stick with one thing. There ain't no part-time love. You find that old kind of love. That old school love. What more you need?
100만 원짜리 중고차로 함께 어디든 다녔진 안 부럽지 않게 팔짱을 끼고 한 장의 사진에 추억을 담고 밤잠을 설쳐가며 서로를 알아가고 내 꿈은 너의 미래가 되어 우리 서로를 따르는 한 쌍의 아름다운 세요 채워져도 부족했던 사랑 다시 태어나도 만나고픈 사람 하지만 세월 앞에서는 역시 서로의 욕심을 이기지 못해 욕실에 홀로 앉아오는 너의 울음소리 나를 쏘아보는 눈초리 날이 갈수록 더해 난또 이별을 생각해 하루 종일 헤어는 뜨거운데 that's not Ja Rule. This is the Monday Couple theme. All right, I protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get to the part where he raps to prove it. I still don't know what what he says, but I should know it by now. The job rule part. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, he's saying you're uh, for for a guy like me, you're the answer. Yeah, that's because he's so good at the uh, the pickup lines. That guy, Gary. Um, that that made me very excited that he has another song. I'm um, I hope he comes. Just a shame. I hope he comes back on Running Man at some point. I'm gonna play this for housekeeping. Also, because I know this uh, Luna joint gets you hyped. That's uh, especially that video game version, the eight that eight bit version. Uh, not even joking. Earlier, I was like, I should probably come up with like a, a haps, like a haps segment, and then I was like, I'll just do like the f- top five songs from the first half of this year. But it's like, man, they got the same percentage of good songs in K-pop as there are like good Star Trek episodes. It's just like a real fucking barren wasteland, and it was going to be like four Luna songs and a Red Velvet song, and then I was like, there's no point. I'm not doing this. Let's do the top Luna and the top Red Velvet. All right, well, uh, Velvet. you can just do Butterfly then by um, by Luna. That's probably the, the top uh, Luna joint from the first half of this year. Nama nama, nama Oh, the video's got one of them extended intros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really taking a minute to get started here. It 
It's got all that classic Luna imagery. A bunch of fruit lying on the ground and a cassette tape player. That's right. reminds me of uh some clip that i saw of uh stone na young from priston mm-hmm. on some music show just essentially shrieking as high pitched <laughs> as she could like where they had to repeat some lyrics as in as high a pitch as they could they love that game where you have to start you like start at a regular pitch and the next person who goes has to go at a slightly has higher, to do it pitch higher yeah until well, have to do a little one up and until you can't until you can't get no higher yeah, the the uh the up pitched vocals on the fly like a butterfly part. Um uh but also I think we have to admit that they owe a little debt of gratitude to Axel Rose when they go wings wings. <laughs> it would have been better if they gone wings. Wings wings. I want to watch you bleed. You're like Whoa, he sounds like a real angry 12 year old <laughs> just needs to calm welcome down welcome to the jungle go back to your room Axel <laughs> you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> you should play that that's the I made him the guy. Apps. I made him the guy who says Lord Manguo <laughs> Lord Manguo bad news uh, yeah that was the that was the single that Luna released but every every song on that um EP is is pretty decent. Luna has a much higher hit rate than a lot of these K-pop groups, and I think it's because I'm not from Korea, and mm. my sensibilities are different. Well, for one thing, you don't care about how easy it is to do the dance. Don't care. I don't care if it's a yeah. cool dance that they're going to ask everybody to do on all the variety shows or whatever. Dance to Gashina or whatever. Well, you, you could just... It seems like the the other alternative you always have out there is is uh, when the music starts to just uh, start thrusting your hips. Everyone always finds that real funny. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's um, you're gonna start watching the Soman episodes not long from now. And oh, is that her main? move? She seems to have a couple of main moves that are shake the no butt that she has in her jeans <laughs> and do a lot of hip thrusts. But she doesn't just do hot issue. It'd be great if she stole that from Geo. Well, she stole all the screen time from Geo, so <laughs> that would be appropriate. I feel bad for Geo. She's like really well, that not. That poor in woman the show. is my age. What are you gonna do? What? That poor woman is my age. Oh, I know. And I'm so old now. And Korea is not great. <laughs> but if, to win, I feel really bad. They were like, as soon as Gary left, they were like, ah, it's not for her to do anymore. Because she's like not 
she she is not focused. There's no camera work being done for her. I'm not even sure she has a VJ anymore. Listen, if she's still getting paid and she can still nap in the car. That's true. Isn't that enough? Yep. Remember the time she slept on top of the big Jenga tower? Yes. <laughs> she did fall asleep way up on that thing. They're also, they're such cowards and so afraid of heights they couldn't believe someone could sleep up there. But she was. I also there. remember the time she lost the falling asleep contest <laughs> to some other celebrity who's well known for falling oh, asleep all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. They tracked their uh, heart, they but, the heart monitor. But she'd had much more sleep the night before it really wasn't fair uh but also she was almost asleep when they called it yeah uh, also in the in the one that you saw recently where she had the contest with the guy to see who could be more calm and quiet that's right they they did see who could be more spaced out but unfortunately there were a lot of shenanigans going on a lot of gary coming up asking for a sample and a lot of uh, uh you just you just like stealing, stealing your shoe, your shoe. Because he had the best mission, which was to steal at least one of every member's shoes. One of every member's shoes, yeah. That episode really uh, really was firing on all cylinders. It was a good one. Again, ends with Kwong Su. All of, of Kwong Su's dates were fantastic. Ends with Kwong Su showing up with the girl that he's finally chosen, and everyone has already gone home. And he's so upset that they finished the show without him, and it's just him and the girl and, like, one cameraman. Uh... So Jin had to drive around town trying to find the celebrity whose nose matched the cast he had. <laughs> That's right. And he found so many celebrities randomly on the street or whatever, or like yeah, in passing like, vans. Oh, there's a celebrity van. And I feel like if I was in Seoul now, I would know when a celebrity was in a van. Oh, for sure. But I don't think the van would pull over for me so I could see who was in it. I think Kwong Su said in an episode I saw the other day, what's wrong with this country? Why are these? All, why are all our vans like this? <laughs> so I guess that's the thing that they know over there. Um, and eventually at some point it occurred to him to Google, which they must have figured he would never do. Big nosed celebrities. And that was how he immediately found the right one. That's right. <laughs> was it one of the guys who was hanging out with Haha? It was one of the guys who was doing Haha's cooking show where he kept lifting up their shirts to try and increase his views. <laughs> that's right. To show off their, their little man abs. Yep. Yeah, it was a good episode. <clears throat> Yeah, but now there's no more Gary, and I just... Oh, it never stops being sad. They keep showing him in flashbacks, and they keep bringing him up for once in a while, and it makes me upset every time. But now, again, purple bikini. Maybe he's back. Maybe Mr. Gay is back. Purple bikini girl. You're my Marilyn Monroe, the rest in Korean. Bikini girl. I don't know the Korean parts yet. It's the, uh, again... Worth the price of admission for the bad singing and the bad English pronunciation. <sighs> um, do you want to keep this music train rolling for a little bit? All right. Well, I um, well, the red velvet one. I guess I would pick would be Sappy, probably. Uh, okay. Do they pronounce it real weird? I think they can say Sappy. Okay. That one's not that tough. But you sure they don't say Shappy? I don't think they do. They got they got sa. They can do that. They do. But the, it seems like they can only do that when it's not the first. That uh, doesn't matter. Um, and I think it's a Japanese release, too. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We can drop the mandatory rap. (laughs) Like you said, it is perfunctory, for sure. It's 100% perfunctory. Yep, every K-pop song has to be every genre, just in case. Well, I mean, that one for sure jumps all around. That one's purposely an adventure. A real jazzy section, and then whatever the front of the song is. And the horns are like off-temp, like off-rhythm. Yeah. And uh, some of the bridge elements are very Stevie Wondery in their weirdness. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but every K-pop song has to be every genre because it seems like if you're one of the big labels, it's all just like lowest common denominator. Like what will either what will appeal to everyone or what will offend nobody. It seems to be the the uh, math that they do. So anyway, that's the haps. Do you want to do some 90s band power hour? Yeah, let's do that. It's been a while. (laughs) 90s band power hour. That one also makes me really happy. That one is, um, it's uh, less virtuosic than high high. But it's so. But it, I uh, love the idea of these uh, depressed grunge fools having their doing music chip tune version. <laughs> yeah, fucking turned into that. Yeah, I bet there's. You couldn't find an eight bit local H disgruntled Christmas. <laughs> nah, you know I looked. It's, no one bothered <laughs> to do that. How, do you, can you do that? Why don't you do that for me? Uh, I have not. It turns out I don't have the patience to do it. Yeah, okay. You've because you have to transcribe all the different parts and then pick all the right sounds and I, like I've done a couple of things, but I I don't enjoy. I it. can never understand how anyone has done any of them. It's confusing what things people spend time on, like uh like a Star Trek project, for instance. Yeah, we'll get to it, um, Matt. Before before we started the podcast today, I looked up the top ten best selling rock albums of the nineteen nineties. Whoa turned out that nine of the ten are not yet on the list so we're gonna knock out nine some of the ten bands. some big some, ones today some some top sellers yeah. yeah now these are albums and not artists but still <laughs> okay well i just pulled i just pulled open the um the 90s band list yeah this is what i've complained about many times in the past marjan never closes a tab okay <laughs> it shows her as in this i guarantee you she hasn't looked at this in a month Oh yeah, it does show her as in this document. I guarantee you, she has not looked at this tab that is open on her computer in a month. But it's she's she's right here in it. 
That's a uh, hi, hi, Marshawn. <laughs> That's right. She she pod jacked us sort of. Okay, Matt. Number ten. We need to find a place on on this chart mm. for the man himself, K- Kid Rock. Oh, finally. Because we saw him in that DS9 episode, and ever since, I've been meaning to put him on here somewhere. Yeah, that was technically the 90s when he came out with that bop, bop, what the bop, bop, whatever that was called. That nonsense. Yeah, sure was. Uh, 1998 is the record that sold uh, 11 million copies in the United States. Well, I'm not going to lie, I hate Kid Rock. Hate him a lot. Um, Especially his music? No. Especially him? I don't know. It's hard to say. There's a... A lot of stuff on here that you hate, though. I know. That's why I immediately looked down and I saw Primitive Radio Gods, and I said, really, what's worse than that? And then I saw four things. Yeah, like everything from, I think, I want to say Sugar Ray <laughs> Down, you're not into that's, that's, at all. You're not wrong. Oh, I really do hate that fucking Kid Rock, though. <laughs> that reminded, I reminded myself of, God, I hate that Bob Barker. <laughs> um, Shit. I mean, he's... Everyone knows this song. I don't need to play any of Ba with no, Ba, no, right? No, 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 no. Okay, It good. is detestable. Um, let's punish him by putting him... <laughs> I, love... <laughs> I love that Mars... Sorry, I just realized I've misspelled Marcy I Playground. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put him behind Macri Playground. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to leave it. Yeah, do that, and then put him at uh, the new number 69. Yeah, he's going to enjoy that. He'll like that. Just above... Butthole surfers. I mean, that's really... Uh, somehow, we found something worse than the butthole surfers, but that's very hard. The cherry poppin' daddies, of course, are at the, the bottom. Uh, I was surprised to learn that we have not rated Matchbox 20. <clears throat> Another one I don't like. But uh, more melodic, at least. I mean, they had... Um, it's uh, t- 2 a- is it 2 a.m.? That's 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. I, I must be lonely. I was actually going to play a different one. Or you're going to play, um... A push? Oh, God. Well, I will. Well, I will. Said, I don't know if I've ever been oh, good wow. Enough. I'm a little bit rusty and I think my head is caving What year was this? Uh, 1996. Okay, I've heard enough. I want to take you for granted. Okay, um, I'm gonna put them below Dishwalla. So, oh, so we're still playing down here in the mm-hmm. real low end. Yeah, I didn't realize how much I hated them until you played that song. Then I went, oh yeah, no fuck these guys. God, that song's so bad. I think that other song's better. 3 a.m.? I, th- I think it is. I just, I didn't realize it, but I heard that one out. Oh, man. 
I mean, this could just be like Hootie or something. <laughs> it, it very much could be. Is Hootie gonna come up? She said it's cold outside she Do you think they must have had, the had one of the top ten selling albums of the 1990s? I would say that, but I don't know if it's true. Rock albums, technically. Ah, uh, maybe that's well, the we'll rub. see. Maybe that's the rub. <laughs> For uh, in that sleep, what dreams may come. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. So this is the one of the one. This is the one we've done. It is uh, no doubt. So we'll skip them. But they had the eighth best-selling album with Tragic Kingdom. Man, they all the way up at number fourteen on this list. They look good. <laughs> That's true. They come. They're smelling uh, like roses on this shit. This next artist uh, in 1994 sold only seven million in the United States, but sixteen and a half million worldwide. Good lord. Uh, let's have a little bit of this fun number. I was gonna say, is this fucking Ace of Base or something? Oh. With a little love <laughs> and some tenderness, <laughs> we'll walk upon the water. Mm. We'll rise above the mess with a little peace. And some harmony hmm. We'll take the world together We'll take them by the hand Cause I got a hand for you Oh, I wanna run with you It is, of course, Hootie and the Blowfish, I'm Matthew. Glad I brought them up, then. <laughs> Where on this list does Hootie and the Blowfish live? I don't know. Why didn't you play Hold My Hand? I mean, that's exactly what I was playing. Wait, that was that one? What song? Yes. I thought, I thought, I thought you were playing. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, oh, oh. I mean, why didn't you play Only Want to Be With You? That's the one with Dan Marino. That's the one that I want. That's the one that I want to hear. Dan Marino's in that video. that one. I'm sorry. Dan, Dan Marino is in the video. He's not in the song so much? I don't know. I mean, I think there's room, there's room for interpretation. Maybe he is in the song. Maybe he's the very spirit really, of the song. I think it's fair to say that he could have inspired the song. Yeah, maybe he's the very. Oh, it starts with a sp- starts with a Sports Center clip. See, Hootie and the Blowfish get their own NBA franchise. Gary McCord drools the drool of Hootie regretting the pillow of remorse, and Don Shula has a bad draft. The Dolphins make me cry. Hello, welcome to the big show. Alongside Keith Oberman, I'm Dan Patrick. And as you can see, the world of sports taking a decided downswing for in the last few days. You can't stop Hootie. You can only hope to contain them. Dare I say, they're anything but. And Fuego. They rarely touch nothing but the bottom of the net. Oh, wow. These blowfish stink. They made him say all their catchphrases. Yeah, what's worse? Uh, That thing you just listened to or that one Richard Marks video where he (laughs) hits a home run off Eck? (laughs) For some reason, the A's are in the Coliseum, but they're the road team. That's right. (laughs) Fucking A. I don't know. That really makes me mad. not good but i'm going to reward them for not being the toadies 
That's true. By putting them They're ahead of the They're not going to do anything, anything to you behind the lake tonight. That's right. They're not going to show you their dark That's secret. That's right. And so I put them ahead of the toadies for that. And behind Tonic, a band that you did not remember well <laughs> enough to not need to know that the song you remember is If You Could Only See. I still wouldn't. If you didn't have that there, I still wouldn't remember. Oh, Hootie Socks, uh, for sure. Listen, that's not the most annotated. The most annotated of any of these is Space Hog, because even knowing the name of the song in the meantime was not enough. <laughs> not for you, certainly. <clears throat> uh, the most helpful one for me is Urge Overkill, because I never remember that they are the ones who did the girl you'll <laughs> they, be old. That they did the crime? Yeah. The big crime? The girl you'll be old and soon cover. <laughs> um... I don't know what we've been holding off for, Matt, but we have never put Green Day on this list. Well, now we're going to put them on and there. Because they had the sixth best-selling record of the 1990s with 10 million United States, 20 million worldwide on Dookie. Yeah. We can no longer avoid yeah, it. Yeah, and the, you need to put them up there at big old number two. Right behind Cake and right ahead of s That's right. If only for 1,039 Smooth That Slappy Hours and Kerplunk. <laughs> it's true both albums released in the 90s that's right and of course so was dookie and um then they're long declined others. some others yeah, it's nomniac and nimrod i want to say and yeah warn warning warning do you live without warning what are you supposed to do without warning? i don't remember i honestly um i once had a copy of that, That's but I gave it an elbow drop and smashed it into a bunch of pieces. <laughs> Is that the one that goes do 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 do? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean that, and obviously uh, the chills setting on Doctor Mario. <laughs> Not fever. No chill. Yeah, I remember which one is which. Oh, you nailed it. But now you have to play the Doctor <laughs> Mario. I nailed it exactly. To... I think I even hit the right key. Now you have to play the Doctor Mario though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that song fucking sucked. That album sucked. Was that the one with Minority on it, or was that a different one? Oh god, uh, that's a good question. He wants to be the Minority. Let me see if I got. If it's not chill, I'll play Fever. But let's see. Okay. <laughs> I think you got it. <laughs> Top comment. I'm one of the ten people who prefers this to Fever. <laughs> I'm glad people have opinions about it. Uh. I bet Dad has an opinion. I'm sure he does. I just don't know if he knows the names of the different no, no, songs. No, he wouldn't. Nor would he be able to recite them now, but he... Must get a little bit of fever. Yeah, no, that sounds dumb. So Green Day comes in at number two. Yeah. Number two on the 90s band Power Hour. Um, no, they'll never match the uh, eccentricity of cake, I think. Keeps cake at number one. Uh, okay, so here, let's see where you place this next band. Okay. Uh, they sold 11.7 million in the United States and 20 million worldwide in 1999. Oh, no. That's the wrong year. You didn't name the good years. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. I knew who it was, but I forgot how fucking stupid his fucking garbled voice is. What a fucking asshole. Great. <laughs> You can put Creed exactly where they belong, right above the butthole surfers. Mm. <laughs> oh, the fucking butthole surfers. Listen, I also agree that Creed is worse than Kid Rock. I mean, it's it's bad, it's bad news. When you said 99, I knew exactly who it was. If you had asked me, I would have told you Creed. Because well, Matthew, that was a bad year. Uh, this next artist <clears throat> is also from 1999. Why are you doing this? 15 million United States, 20.5 so million. Worldwide. I would have guessed Creed. <laughs> well, you would you would have been close? Is it Nickelback? Uh no, Nickelback's on the list. Oh, I think son of a bitch. Maybe they're not. We'll do them next. Ah, th- thanks for yeah, the Okay, intro. there we go. Oh, wait a minute. What am I supposed to do with this? Are we calling Santana featuring Rob Thomas a 90s band? Do you think he sold 15 million albums in the United States before the 1990s? <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I just, I don't consider him a 90s band. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what can you do? I mean, if we're going to, do I have to consider them both? This is, a, no, this is a Santana album. Rob Thomas is, get, just gets the featuring on this one. All right, so now we're calling Santana a 90s band. All right. Um, uh, Listen, I, I agree, it's crazy, but also, is it? This is the fourth best-selling record of the 90s. Oh, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if it still is, it might still be. It was like, Billboard called it the top-charting single of all time, or something. It was like, it stayed on the chart at number one for an insane amount of time. I mean, talk about a song that offends no one. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty offended by it. There's so much Rob Thomas in it. Because you think he should have picked the guy from... There's uh, just a lot of Rob Thomas. God damn it. Yeah. Why can't I... Who's who's the who's not Matchbox 20, but... Hootie? In my mind, I always have them paired with someone else. Oh, I don't and know. I, Is it Eve 6? I forgot. Because they're next name. to him on this list. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you have to rate Santana. Right. And where are you going to put God. him? God, well, this is... I, I, I just... I do... I protest i do not consider him a 90s band and but he is much more talented than most of the people on this list <laughs> it's true um i guess i should put him put him put him ahead of put him ahead of bjork In at number 16, behind No Doubt. I personally consider Santana. him more talented than No Doubt, but No Doubt is so 90s. Yeah. So uh, now I have to yeah. balance the two. <laughs> uh, I miscounted. We've already done Nirvana. Okay, good. Yeah. This 1991 record... Okay. ...sold 16 million copies in the United States. Spin Doctors? <laughs> the spin doctor's not on this list i don't know 
You keep coming up with so many good ideas. <laughs> when you said 91, I thought Spin Doctors. I don't know if they even released anything that year, but that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty early. It's not impossible. Maybe him. Maybe me. Is that even them? That, that is them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Marjan. This is a band that definitely started in the 80s. Yeah, Marjan's going to be mad if we consider them a 90s band, probably, but she's already but mad. Why not? <laughs> Again, this is the number two best selling rock record in the 90s. I get it. I get it. Also, as someone who took a guitar class in the 90s, everyone played that. <laughs> uh, allow me to say that that riff is definitely of the 90s. If you didn't hear and that coming I off a guitar. I will remind you that I was taking guitar in 1996. Yeah, if you didn't hear that coming off of a guitar in the 90s. Uh, they weren't, there wasn't a guitar. They were holding a violin. I think that's what was happening. That's probably what it was. <clears throat> Matthew, where's Metallica? Um, hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. For me... Personally, I've never been that big on Metallica. I like a couple of songs. Marjan and I saw them at um, AT&T Park in San Francisco. And even I enjoyed the show because they only played the hits. <laughs> so like, even though I didn't you, particularly care, I knew all of the songs. Right. You were like, hey, it's King Nothing. I don't even know if they played King Nothing. But, you know, they played the one. Where's your crown? It's nice that they have enough hits that they might not have had to. Yeah, they played, uh, you know, the one where a landmine is... Um, Taking his arms and uh, taking his legs, taking it, taking his butt. I always forget what else it take. It took a lot of stuff from him. <sighs> I'm gonna put them. Yeah. See, the problem is, it's there's like, there's like a live barrier. Are they more important to me than live? <laughs> you. You so you know for sure that you they're more important to you than Veruca Salt. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of wondering about Oasis too. They might be more. Yeah. Imp- yeah okay, put them at 18, <clears throat> ahead of Oasis. So just behind Bjork. Yes. Yeah. Not as important to me as Bjork um, was. Bjork, of course. So that leaves us uh, with the top selling record of the 90s. Okay. Top-selling rock record of the 90s. 15 million in the United States, 25 million worldwide. Okay. We're going to find out where you have oh. Alanis Morissette. Yeah. She was the Mr. Gay of her time.
problem is that this Alanis Morissette was a lie. <laughs> I was down with this Alanis Morissette. Everyone was down but, with this Alanis. But the real Alanis Morissette is thank you, India, thank you, Pakistan, or whatever, <laughs> and that's not the, what you're at. <laughs> the one hand in my pocket, ironic Alanis, was a real problem for me. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I wish she had stayed... Uh, would she go down on you in a theater? The way she enunciates. Well, the next line is, does she speak eloquently? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I always loved that, the way she enunciates there. Theater. A theater. <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, this video, uh, I, get, I recommend watching it. You don't have to turn the sound on. It is the most 90s thing in the world. <laughs> I remember it's like scenes from all it. red. It's, it's just like overexposed desert i feel like yeah i feel like there's islands. a lot of heat like heat lines rising yeah yeah um mm. well that was the top selling rock record of the 90s by the way I believe and i don't know anyone who didn't own a copy so that makes sense she she was a, a smash hit and then i mean we didn't own a copy but we didn't need to and then she was like you've already won me over and then i was out um <laughs> Well, let's put her down. Um, I think I, I do think I find her personally more important than Farouk Assault, but not as important as Live. Okay. I mean, I just on the strength I of I, I alone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we need two more. Oh, okay. And. We have introduced a couple of bands that are questionably 90s bands. Yeah, I'm very unhappy about the whole thing. So, let's... Uh, hold on. Let me just make sure that... Oh, no. We've already got R.E.M. Let's do... <laughs> uh, I want you to tell me where on this list, considering only the music of the 90s... Oh, wow. Okay. The band Aerosmith is. Uh, so Because they had a big resurgence in the 90s. So, okay, well, okay, where did their 90s shit start? I'm trying to think of how far back I can go. Because I know there was, like, the fucking Armageddon phase. What year was that? Well, I mean, that's in the 90s for sure. Yeah, so I know that counts, but I don't know how far back I can go before. Oh, they're probably, like, crazy, right? That's 90s. Yep. And maybe, like, uh, crying. Crying probably, too, then. Let's see. Get a Grip was their first album. Oh, boy, you can go all the way back to Living on the Edge. Oh, so like a lot then. Yeah, Crying, Amazing and Crazy, all in there. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, then that's a lot. Um. Yeah, like I said, they had a big moment in the 90s. Well, they introduced us to um, Alicia Silverstone, which is a 90s icon. That is true. That was very important in the 90s. And also the perviness of putting his own daughter in the videos. Oh, yeah. Which, that's not so great. But very yeah. 90s. That's true. Um, hmm. But I was never a huge fan. What's your favorite Aerosmith song? Uh, Jane's Got a Gun. That's a good choice. They got that vocalizing in the beginning. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Maybe like uh, sweet emotion. And then at the end, you got to run away. Yeah, sweet emotion is not a bad choice. Yeah. Do those count? <laughs> uh, no, neither of those count. Like I'm trying to give them some credit. Um, hmm. I know. Uh, actually, 
technically, Janie's Got a Gun does count. All right. It was uh, it, it was released on the album Pump, which is 90 or 91, one of those yeah, two. Yeah, uh, there are bits of that that remind me of, like... Uh, some of the, some of their older stuff that was that was decent. Um, Aerosmith. I'm gonna put Aerosmith. Mm. Ahead of Santana because Santana's not really a '90s artist. That's gonna mess me up. <laughs> Having him there is gonna mess me up every time I see him. They're gonna go, "Oh, well, he doesn't even really count." Son of a bitch. Yeah, let's put them there. Let's put them there for now. I feel okay. With uh, okay, so again, in right behind, no doubt. Yeah, maybe that's Aerosmith. a that maybe that's a tier right there. No doubt and up. So that tier would be no doubt. Chris Isaac, Blues Traveler, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, The Cranberries, Nirvana, Bush, REM, Fiona Apple, Pearl Jam, Presidents of the United States, Smashing Pumpkins, Green Day, and Cake. Well, I consider and it's a pretty good <clears throat> '90s lineup. I consider on this list for me personally, numbers one through four are a distinct tier. <laughs> so, Presidents of the United States, yes. Pearl Jam, no. That's right. Pearl Jam was important to people in the '90s. Yeah, but, but I mostly went, list. why is it on the radio again? We just heard Pearl Jam. <laughs> All right, one more. We can knock out one more. Uh, yeah, one more. And uh, that one more is going to be the band 311. Oh, I fucking hate 311, but Marjan loves them. She loves that amber is the color of your energy. Yeah, what color is Marjan's energy? Mm. Kind of like a nice plum color, probably. Not amber. That's a good color, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, this is horrible. But thank you for not playing down. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the only one I can remember at this great remove from the 90s is amber. <laughs> you couldn't remember all mixed up? Oh, this is, this is awful. It's so bad. How much do I hate them? No! <laughs> no! Think of how many times we turned the radio off when this happened. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy any airwalks. Top comment, I have smoked so much weed listening to this band. <laughs> 90s was a great decade to be a teenager. <laughs> Someone enjoyed it. Man, hmm, I do hate them. I'm with a passion. Yeah, I'm gonna need a ruling on their position in the list. Uh, Let's just have a little bit of down while we do that. Oh, thanks. <sighs> oh yeah, chill. This is sub Beastie Boys level right now. So bad. You know, when you were playing Amber and All Mixed Up, I hated them. But uh -huh. when you played this, I, I almost <laughs> super lost it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, they're down. They're below Smash Mouth for sure. Oh, they're in the sub Smash Mouth. You know what? Tier. Put them behind Macri Playground. <laughs> behind Macri Playground, even. Yeah. I can't put them behind Kid Rock and Good Conscience, but that's they are <laughs> definitely in that group. Well, Matt, there's 80 artists on this list now. Fucking 311. That's so, why did you end on that one? It's gonna ruin <laughs> no, my because day. That was the other band that I always thought of in <laughs> relation to uh, Matchbox 20. I don't know why numbers oh. in the name, maybe. Yeah, because they are not musically similar. No. <sighs> I mean, I don't like either one of them, and I would rather listen to, uh, let's just say, the Goo Goo Dolls than either of those two bands. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got them here at number 55, way ahead of Matchbox 20 at 70 or 311. 55 starting to look respectable. I mean, it is above a bunch of real nothing bands. The Verve Pipe, Dandy Warhol, Semisonic, The Refreshments, Tonic. Sure. Hootie. (laughs) Who we call the White Zombies. They are in there. Toadies, Goldfinger. Yep. Oh man, we already did Goldfinger. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm mad. It's too bad, right? Yeah. Uh, you put uh, it. You put it. Put here in your bedroom and not um, Mabel. Just saying. Well, her eyes were Hable, Hazel. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> your version's better. Her name was Mabel. Her eyes were Hable. What else rhymes with it? Well, okay, we did it. I mean, shit. God, I, I don't feel good about it. Son of a bitch. Next week is a Star Trek week. Uh, now I say thank God. If you are playing along, you should watch <laughs> The Tholian Web. <laughs> this is too distracting. <laughs> Sins of the Father. Yeah, that's a good one. Through the Looking Glass. That's not a good one. Distant Origin. That's about dinosaurs. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. And Proving Ground. Uh, send us more mail. I feel like we were mail light this week. Maybe it's because we didn't have an audio mail. Um, so that's at BrotherDate on the Twitter machine. You can send it to brothers at brotherdate.com if you want to email us anything. Uh, go to brotherdate.com. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, there's stuff there. I mean, yeah, you can you can you can see Lander, you can see some of our other projects. But this is not up there yet. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it up there. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, obviously Stitcher, always Stitcher. And then um, I guess we'll see you next week. Hold. No, I'm not gonna do hold my hand. I'm gonna do. Oh, I want to be with you. Holds up entirely. I support it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? Because I'm guessing some of that drag stuff ain't good. Uh, it couldn't have been more than five years, and I don't know why you're questioning me on this. I said it holds up, so it holds up. <laughs> Please subscribe.